Welcome to Living With, a podcast by Health Union that explores what it's like to live with a chronic health condition. Health Union integrates the power of human connection and technology, uniting people in the shared experiences of life with chronic health conditions. I'm Emily Downward. This episode of Living With is sponsored by Novartis. I had the honor of speaking with Brian Boyle, a professional hockey player who was diagnosed with chronic myeloid leukemia, a type of blood cancer, in 2017. Brian's chronic myeloid leukemia, or CML, was Philadelphia chromosome positive in chronic phase. In this interview, Brian talks about his treatment with Tacigna nilotinib capsules. Tacigna, also known as nilotinib, is a prescription medicine used to treat adults with newly diagnosed Philadelphia chromosome positive chronic myeloid leukemia in chronic phase. Tacigna can cause serious side effects, including QTC prolongation, a possibly life-threatening heart problem. QTC prolongation causes an irregular heartbeat, which may lead to sudden death. Treatment with Tacigna may cause low blood cell counts, decrease blood flow to the legs, heart, or brain, inflammation of the pancreas, and liver problems. Please listen to this podcast episode in its entirety for additional important safety information. Please see the full prescribing information, including the boxed warning and medication guide, available at tasigna.com or at the link provided in the notes for this episode. To start, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm, uh, my name's Brian Boyle. I'm from a, from a large family just south of Boston. I grew up. I'm a hockey player. I've uh, played professionally for 13 seasons, and um, I'm married with two young children, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Uh, come from a big Irish Catholic family. Um, you know, went to prep school here, went to college. Uh, you know, both close to home, and now I live uh, very close to my parents. So I'm a big family guy. I've uh, Enjoyed a, a really fun career in hockey. I've been really, really blessed to do that. And uh, it's just, that's a little bit about me. And obviously, I, uh, in 2017, was diagnosed with you know, uh, Philadelphia chromosome positive chronic myeloid leukemia in the chronic phase. And uh, since then, been been kind of living with that. So prior to your diagnosis, were you having any symptoms? Yeah, just two, uh, probably two or three months prior, I, I started feeling a little fatigue and uh, kind of really gradually, slowly got worse and worse and started getting some cramps and uh, a little bit of pain when I woke up in the morning in the bottom of my feet, really felt lethargic during the day. Um, the morning wasn't so bad, but then as the day wore on, I just felt more and more uh, tired and and as uh, I got closer to, that started probably in July, and then closer to September, um, right before training camp, I felt, you know, really poor from, I thought it was from moving to a new city on a new team, and we had, uh, you know, everybody goes through their physicals and blood work before, before training camp, or on that first day of training camp, and, and, you know, then I got some answers then. So what was your initial reaction to your diagnosis and, and how did you process that? Well, the, the diagnosis itself, finally, when uh, after the, after the, all the tests were done, it was a bit, 
it was a bit of a relief, but I'll tell you when I first had to go back for some follow-ups for some more blood work and there was, uh, you know, the alarms were kind of ringing. Uh, I was very scary for about four or five days where we, we, you know, we were told that I had, uh, they were pretty sure I had a form of leukemia. They weren't sure which kind. And I went to Dr. Uh, internet and decided to try and figure out for myself. And it was a pretty scary, pretty scary few days. And then when we were told it was, it was what it was, the chronic myeloid, I was told that there were certain opportunities for treatments that had come a long way. So we had gotten past the shock and, and I, and I just realized that it was going to be obviously some form of a battle and, and I got to wrap my head around what exactly it was and, and started the challenge from there. And how did CML impact your life, both professionally and personally? So I guess personally first, it was, it was really scary um, because at the time my daughter was, I think, uh, three or four months old and my, my son was just over two years old. And we were in a new, and we were in a new place where we were trying to meet some new people and um, we just moved to the city a couple of weeks prior to that, that, uh, in, uh, in New Jersey. And it was difficult because, uh, now you're introducing yourself to these people and it was, it was public knowledge because of my profession, which was, you know, in, in most ways was a really great thing. It, it, uh, it was not the icebreaker you want, but it certainly broke the ice with a lot of people. Um, telling my parents was a difficult phone call to make. They were, uh, they were very concerned, obviously, as parents tend to be, and, and that was difficult. Um, I leaned on my wife quite a bit, and that brought us very close together. We, she was a, a great teammate in that battle, and professionally, it was it was uh, it was it was alarming as well because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to continue playing. Uh, it was it was difficult in that sense, and it was also extremely uh, uplifting and. Uh, an amazing experience to see the outpouring of support and love that I got from, uh, you know, colleagues around the league and different leagues and coaches and everybody involved in, in the sport of hockey that reached out. That's wonderful. It's support is so important when you're going through something like this. Oh, it, tr it really truly is. And, and I will say that, you know, what being in a position where people have told me some bad news and I, and I was on the, you know, receiving end to try and comfort them. And, and it's okay not to know what to say sometimes, but, uh, but people know, like they know that you're supporting them. And I felt that and I knew a lot of people didn't know how to reach out. or didn't know exactly what to say, but just the fact that they were doing it was, was really comforting for me. So what, what would you say were the most important things that helped you get through that diagnosis? You've talked about a little bit of them, but yeah, I mean, well, first, you know, you're diagnosed and you're, you're speaking with your doctor. You, you need to certainly listen to the doctor and, and, you know, whomever it may be, just to understand that this is the field that they're in. They've, they're experts at it. So they, they, you have to have a great relationship and trust what the, the physician's telling you because, you know, that's your number one uh I think supports us, you know, the, the doctors are, they're wonderful human beings that have dedicated their lives to helping other people. And, 
you, you make a plan with your doctor. That's what I did. It was, it was, you know, number one, I, I, I certainly leaned on my faith. There was a lot of time uh, spent on my knees praying to understand exactly what was going on. My, my, my friends and my family, uh, certainly, you know, a lot of them did worry sometimes, which was, which was, uh, not the best feeling for me because I didn't want people to worry about me. And, but the love that they gave me and the prayers that they gave me was huge. And then you find, you know, what you, what you're doing in your life, it changes when somebody tells you, you have cancer. And for me, what I did was I, I made a challenge to myself. I, I just set goals and you know, it was difficult being on the ice completely by myself without any teammates because I wasn't allowed to take any kind of contact, but I approached that day thankful to be on the ice, to be able to skate, even if it was by myself. So I just set certain goals and those were, I think, really important things that, you know, all put together uh, can get you through some of the darker days and make the, make the, the good days a little bit better. Yeah, I think goal setting, but I also heard you say basically kind of resetting your expectations. Like you couldn't do maybe working out with your teammates, but kind of resetting what you can do and focusing on what you can versus what you can't. Exactly. I mean, there, there were certain limitations, especially early on. I mean, with, with what I had, the blood count was obviously all out of whack. And other that affects other things inside your body that, uh, that your body's you know, made up to fight certain things. So when a white blood count goes high, different things happen in your body. And I wasn't allowed to take contact. So I said, okay, give me a maximum of what I can do today. If it's 40 minutes on the ice by myself, I'm going to make those the hardest 40 minutes. It was certain things like that. So what are the most important things that help you manage your CML today? And has it changed from when you were first diagnosed? It, it hasn't really changed. No, I think, uh, you know, in terms of a diet or just a living as healthy as I possibly could have was uh, something that I thought I could control. And it, it spread through the whole house. The, the kind of the grocery bill looked a little bit different in terms of what we were buying. But, you know, I, I committed to taking, you know, my medicine, the recommended dose every single uh, every single day, twice a day. It's uh, It's something that I think has helped me because it is what the doctor recommended for me. And I mean, I've, I've tried to, again, open that up to a lot of different parts of my life and what I've done in terms of training and, and my diet and sleep. Um, and I've taken all those things into account. And a lot of that was from our, my very first conversation with my hematologist. You mentioned that you take medication twice a day. What medication are you on? So I'm, I'm on Tasigna and I take 300 milligrams twice a day. And uh, the way it was prescribed, I, I just, I wake up in the morning, um, I take it and then I just, I have to wait an hour uh, before I can eat. And so it's, it's just, it's prescribed on an empty stomach. It was something that I knew about going into and uh, I thought there was, that, that would be no issue for me to, to be able to, to do that. It's uh, two hours prior to taking the medication, I can't eat anything. And then an hour after I, I can't eat anything. So there's sometimes I'm watching the clock to see when I can get my next snack in, but um, it's, it's uh, you know, it's been, it's been working well and it's uh, become a habit. So it's, 
at this point, I think about three years later, it's, you know, it's, it's like part of my daily routine. Did you start on Tisigna from the beginning or were there different options that were available to you? Why did you choose Tisigna? Well, there, there were different, uh, different options. And when I got all the information about all the different options, I, uh, I, I just said, Tisigna sounds like the best option for me. And uh, my hematologist, she had a sample pack for one week right there. She said, start today. And I did. And I've been taking it every day since. Many people in our blood cancer community talk about scanxiety, that that anxiety that they have before checkups. Do you get nervous before before these appointments? Uh, not not particularly, no. And um, you know, my my father's gone through cancer. He's had it for off and on for over twenty years, actually, believe it or not. And you know, we all get a little nervous with his because it's him. But uh, I've talked to him about it, and I think. You know, if you know your body, now, I knew how I felt the first time I had blood work done and, and things came back different. I know going into that training camp, as soon as the trainer came to me and said, we need to get some more tests, that's a feeling I'll never forget how I felt that day. Because I knew something was wrong. I, I told myself there was nothing wrong, but I knew something was wrong. Now, you know, I'm pretty in tune with how I feel in my body, even though you know, I am getting a little bit older since, you know, it's been few years and in, in, and in my line of work that's you know I'm, I'm ancient at this point but um, physically I know how I feel and so when I go in it's usually it's great hearing the news that everything's in in check and there is maybe a little waiting period where um, maybe four or five times I'll think about it but there's not a whole lot of scanxiety going on what would you say to someone who's newly diagnosed with CML? So for me, when I, when I was diagnosed, people had reached out to me and, and in my community, I, I had uh, read about somebody that had had it uh, a few years prior to me and he actually reached out to me. And that I think was the best phone call I could have had during that time. I kind of picked his brain on di different expectations, how I was going to feel, what his life was like. He'd had it for a number of years. And after I hung up with, with him, it was, you know, it was a, a huge weight off my shoulder. So don't, don't be afraid to reach out to people because it's a, if it's a lonely fight, especially in the beginning. And then you find out, you know, you're not alone. Unfortunately, there's too many people in the, in the club. That, that have uh, different forms of cancer. And, and it's not a club anybody wants to be a part of, but I think if you reach out and ask for help, ask just to have a conversation with somebody, uh, call your doctor if you have to, just to, to go over it again and try and stay positive as best you can. Know your own strength, and, and most people are stronger than they, uh, they even knew it. What has having cancer taught you about yourself? Uh, well, before, prior to being diagnosed, you know, I didn't think that, uh, I never thought anything like that could ever happen to me, obviously. I think a lot of people probably feel the same. And, you know, and, and the risk of sounding vain, I didn't think anything could ever get the better of me. Um, 
again and, and what I do that's kind of a mentality you have to have there's a there's a mental toughness that I think you need to develop and it's really it, it humbles you quite a bit it's something that says hey you know we don't discriminate it's a it's an, it's an evil thing really it's not fair and but it's like any other challenge and sometimes well i mean i think most times the harder the challenge you get to the top of that mountain it's a better feeling well i i have to confess i'm not much of a hockey fan but i did some research on you before this interview and knowing that you had to take some time off initially as you were you know first diagnosed and then reading about that first goal that you got back that you got when you started back again, it was just, I got goosebumps even reading about it. So that must've felt amazing. And just, yeah, that, that was, uh, so there was a lot to that, right? Um, a few weeks after I was diagnosed, we had a really big scare with my son and he had uh, an ailment and we thought it was actually cancer in his bone and his, in his jaw. He was going through some treatments. At that point we found out it wasn't what the, but they had initially thought it was, but he had a little bit of a road ahead of him. And again, he was only two. So it was kind of a few different waves of, you know, tough news that was coming down on, on myself and my whole family. And he had just finished an operation that, that morning. And uh, that was, yeah, I think it was my fifth game. And we were at home and, you know, my family wasn't at the game. They usually, you know, at that point, I'd gone to pretty much every game. They couldn't, but um, yeah, uh, kind of a fluky bounce. The puck came right to me, and and it just, uh, yeah, again, I'm still getting emotional. Goal three years ago, in the middle of the season, right? Uh, game five for me it was, I think, our 16th game of the year. Uh, it went in, and uh, you know, I've never celebrated so hard for anything and uh we have a picture of it of me celebrating and it was uh that was for all of us really like we can get through this it's gonna be hard but we can get through it That's, sorry no it's fantastic it's a, it was an amazing amazing thing obviously meant so much more than just a goal so truly thank you for sharing that and thank you for sharing your story with with all of us i really appreciate it appreciate your time today oh, it's, it's my pleasure like i said uh it's you know these are this is happiness right here because uh you know these these challenges uh, no one should go through it alone and people should tell their stories because if it helps one one other person one other patient um that would make me very happy because there are some dark days and and you need all the, the love and support that you can possibly get, I think, especially in fighting something unfair and as evil and cruel as, as cancer can be. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. Important safety information about Tisigna nilotinib capsules. QTC prolongation and sudden death. Tisigna can cause QTC prolongation, a possibly life-threatening heart problem. QTC prolongation causes an irregular heartbeat, which may lead to sudden death. 
Call your doctor right away if you feel lightheaded, faint, or have an irregular heartbeat while taking to Cigna. These can be symptoms of QTC prolongation. Your doctor should check your heart with a test called an electrocardiogram, ECG. Do not take to Cigna if you have long QTC syndrome or low levels of potassium or magnesium in your blood. Tacigna can interact with many medicines and supplements. This may increase your chances for serious and life-threatening side effects. Do not take any other medicine while taking Tacigna unless your doctor tells you it is okay to do so. Food and grapefruit products increase the amount of Tacigna in your body. This may increase your chances for serious and life-threatening side effects. Take Tacigna on an empty stomach. Avoid eating food for at least two hours before the dose is taken and avoid eating food for at least one hour after the dose is taken. Avoid grapefruit, grapefruit juice, and any supplement containing grapefruit extract while taking Tacigna. Tacigna can cause serious side effects that can even lead to death. During treatment with Tacigna, your doctor will do tests to check for side effects. These tests will check your heart, blood cells, white blood cells, red blood cells, and platelets, electrolytes, potassium, magnesium, cholesterol, blood sugar, and pancreas and liver function. Your doctor may have you stop to Cigna for some time or lower your dose if you have side effects. You should follow your doctor's instructions. Serious side effects include low blood counts. Low blood counts are common with Tacigna but can also be severe. Your doctor will check your blood counts regularly during treatment with Tacigna. Call your doctor right away if you have symptoms of low blood counts including fever, chills or other signs of infection, unexplained bleeding or bruising, shortness of breath, unexplained weakness. Decreased blood flow to the legs, heart, or brain. People who have recently been diagnosed with pH-positive CML and take to Cigna may develop decreased blood flow to the legs, heart, or brain. Get medical help right away if you suddenly develop any of the following symptoms. Chest pain or discomfort, numbness or weakness, problems walking or speaking, leg pain or your leg feels cold, change in the skin color of your leg. Pancreas inflammation, pancreatitis. Call your doctor if you have symptoms including sudden stomach area pain with nausea and vomiting. Liver problems. Tacigna can increase your risk of liver problems. People who have had liver problems in the past may be at risk for getting liver problems with Tacigna. Call your doctor or get medical help right away if you develop any symptoms of liver problems, including stomach area, abdominal pain, yellow skin or eyes, and dark-colored urine. Tumor lysis syndrome, TLS. TLS is caused by a fast breakdown of cancer cells. Your doctor may do blood tests to check you for TLS. TLS can cause you to have kidney failure with the need for dialysis treatment and or an abnormal heartbeat. Bleeding problems. Serious bleeding problems and death have happened during treatment with Tacigna. Call your doctor right away if you develop signs and symptoms of bleeding such as uncontrolled bleeding, changes in eyesight, unconsciousness, sudden headache, or sudden confusion about your surroundings. Total gastrectomy. Tell your doctor if you have had a surgical procedure involving the removal of the entire stomach. Total gastrectomy. Your doctor may need to change your dose. Lactose. Tell your doctor if you have a severe problem with lactose, milk sugar, or other sugars. Tacigna capsules contain lactose. 
most people who have mild or moderate lactose intolerance can take to Cigna. Fluid retention. Your body may hold too much fluid, fluid retention. Symptoms of fluid retention include shortness of breath, rapid weight gain, and swelling. Abnormal growth or development in children. Effects on growth and development have happened in children with chronic phase pH-positive CML during treatment with Tisigna. Some children and adolescents who take Tisigna may have slower than normal growth. Pregnancy and breastfeeding. Tisigna should not be used during pregnancy since it may harm an unborn baby. If you become pregnant, think you may be pregnant, or are planning to become pregnant, tell your doctor right away. If you are able to become pregnant, your doctor should perform a pregnancy test before you start to Cigna. Effective birth control should be used during treatment and for at least 14 days after your last to Cigna dose. Do not breastfeed during treatment with to Cigna and for at least 14 days after the final dose. Treatment-free remission in adults. Your doctor will monitor your CML during treatment with to Cigna to see if you are in remission. After at least three years of treatment with Tisigna, your doctor may do certain tests to determine if you continue to be in remission. Based on your test results, your doctor will decide if you are eligible to try stopping treatment with Tisigna. This is called Treatment-Free Remission TFR. Your doctor will carefully monitor your CML during and after you stop taking Tisigna. If your test results show your CML is no longer in remission, your doctor will restart to Cigna treatment. It is important that your doctor does frequent monitoring to find out if you need to restart your to Cigna treatment. Follow your doctor's instructions about restarting to Cigna if you are no longer in TFR. Drug interactions. To Cigna can interact with many medicines and supplements. This may increase your chances for serious and life-threatening side effects. Tell your doctor about all the medicines you take including prescription and over-the-counter medicines, vitamins, and herbal supplements. If you need to take antacids, medicines to treat heartburn, do not take them at the same time that you take to Cigna. If you take a medicine to block the amount of acid produced in the stomach, H2 blocker, take these medicines about 10 hours before you take to Cigna or about 2 hours after you take to Cigna. An antacid that contains aluminum hydroxide magnesium hydroxide and semethicone to reduce the amount of acid in the stomach. Take these medicines about two hours before or about two hours after you take to Cigna. Common side effects in adults and children include nausea, diarrhea, rash, cough, headache, constipation, tiredness, muscle and joint pain, itching, vomiting, fever, night sweats, runny or stuffy nose, sneezing, sore throat. Side effects in adults attempting TFR. If you and your doctor decide that you can stop taking Tisigna and try TFR, you may have more muscle and bone musculoskeletal symptoms than before you stopped treatment. Symptoms may include muscle pain, bone pain, arm and leg pain, spinal pain, and joint pain. Tell your doctor if you have any side effect that bothers you or does not go away. These are not all of the possible side effects of Tisigna. For more information, ask your doctor or pharmacist. You are encouraged to report negative side effects of prescription drugs to the FDA. Visit www.fda.gov/medwatch 
or call 1-800-FDA-1088. Please see the full prescribing information including the boxed warning and the Tacigna medication guide. For more information on CML and other blood cancers and to join the conversation, visit our community at blood-cancer.com. You can find more health communities at health-union.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can find more episodes of Living With on Apple, Google, or Spotify.